You're listening to Music One from Dragonology, released June 1st, 2010. Composer Unknown. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, he is the host of The Movie Bar. Every month with the dyad, it's Petrov. It's me. I'm here. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm good, man. I am doing good. Happy to be here. It's good to hear, man. I'm happy to have you here. It should be a fun episode. I'm excited to jump into this one, but you know the drill before we do real quick, if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Head on over there. Check out our tier. See what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continue to listen to the episodes as the upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zenku. And Bedroth, if you remember a couple weeks ago when I read comments from people that left them on Spotify, I said that I would continue to do so. So we had two more comments come in since I've last said that. Nice. So I, will, I, will, I will point those out. They were both on the Fallen Heroes episode. So that's kind of exciting, which yeah. thinking good about episode. it is probably... Ran a little long, but it was good. It did. But as of time of recording... The Redemption episode has not posted. It will probably, depending on how long we go, I'm almost <laughs> done with it. So it might upload tonight. If not tonight, then definitely tomorrow because I am almost done, like I said. Um, but that that Fallen Heroes episode is probably, definitely, actually, the last like traditional episode that's on the feed. Because after that was the, the two spotlights on River City Girls 2 and Crisis Core. So both these comments on that Fallen Heroes episode, one of them from... Gustavo, who I Hello, recognize. Gustavo. I actually recognize both of these people that actually left comments. Gustavo, the one um, that wrote me on Instagram several months ago, uh, said this episode was excellent. I've been a Spotify listener since I found your podcast here. Cool to see this function. Amazing to hear some Matoy Sakuraba. I'll keep yeah. waiting for that Hollow Knight episode. So thank you for that comment, Gustavo. Thank you. Thank you. And then Melissa, who regularly will uh, throw 
suggestions our way for radio hours is in Discord. Golden Coyote um, is an artist. Go check out her things. I've, I've definitely said that before on the show. Uh, definitely a good friend of mine said epic, epic, epic. So thank you both. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I like the I like the Spotify comment feature. That's kind of cool. That is cool. I never got any comments on mine, but yeah. So you were cool enough. I wasn't. I wasn't. But now, but now I'm, you are. I am cool by me. association. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's so mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, man. You got uh, it. I'm just, just kidding. You got it. You know what but is cool, We are though? now... Oh, I was just going to say. You yeah. know what is relatively cool if you're a nerd, I guess. Ah, maybe, come on, man. Timelessly maybe, cool. Maybe not. Timelessly cool. I am Timelessly. a big fan. I mean, we had two... HBO had two enormous shows about dragons. Indeed. Indeed. Our topic of the show today, House of the Dragon. <laughs> talking about dragons in in video games and as as per usual for these themed episodes now we didn't really set any limitations we didn't really talk well what counts right what doesn't count it yeah, didn't matter i kind of feel like this I one did, was pretty I cut and dry i didn't care yeah, yeah. it's a I dragon mean, i guess we could have gone like you know double dragon there's no dragons in double sure. dragon but if you'd pick something from that i wouldn't have cared you know does every game you brought today have a dragon in it? Like a traditional dragon, flying, fire-breathing dragon? Based on the little research that I did, I'm going to say yes. I know that at least I know that at least 6 of them do and I'm fairly certain, yeah, I'm going to say yes. All 7 of my tracks are from games that feature dragons. Mine do not. Okay. Well, I, I do see at least one. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Mine do not okay. uh, all. Several of them, most of them, majority do, but some don't. But, you know, a lot of the fun of these episodes is figuring out kind of where our heads were when we picked the things we picked. Correct. So, yeah, Indeed. yeah. That opening track was uh, actually um, kind of a special pick for me. I just happened across it when I... Uh, exhausted my list of you know games that I knew there were dragons in and listened through to a few of those I looked up dragon video game music on YouTube uh, like I do sometimes and this game popped up Dragonology which is um, obscure I didn't know that this game existed on the DS it looks kind of cool uh, you so Dragonology is based on a book that's like a, a fake sort of encyclopedia or research book about different kinds of dragons that came out in the mid-2000s. And um, I was telling you before we started recording that I was writing some uh, some novels that I never finished that featured dragons. And so I was doing yeah. a lot of dragon research, and I got the book back then. And I still have it. It's a cool little book. It's got little inserts and like little envelopes you can open that have notes from the professor who was doing the research and stuff like that so um and dragonology is kind of similar to that you you're a researcher and you can like go out in the field and like try to spot dragons but you don't really interact with them very much from what i gathered uh, there wasn't a whole lot of information about this game out there like the composer you couldn't find it is it is a board game I did. I remember I, I was asking you is this a board game i did find it on boardgamegeek.com I wonder if the video game is the board game. It might be. It might be. I know it's it's not laid out like like video games based on board games, so but it could be the same kind of premise and same mechanics, but just with a different coat of paint. But from what I saw, there's there was the book originally, and then there actually is a 
like a young adult or older kid novel series. There is the video game, the board game. Uh, it has been optioned for movie rights, and I th- kind of think that it could make a cool premise for a film, sort of a different thing than has been done. But I kind of feel like when How to Train Your Dragon came out, it derailed it because there are some yeah, okay. similarities. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, this this song, as as I weeded through my playlist, and I told you there, <laughs> when we were narrowing it down, there's so much good stuff. But as I kind of weeded through my playlist, uh, this just kind of k- kept hanging on because it's just a nice sort of chill, um, little bit, I wouldn't quite say haunting, but it's got a little bit of that, that it tone to it. It has that feel. It does. I was picking up on that. But yeah, I thought thought it was a nice short little track to kind of start the episode out with. And not the shortest track you brought today. (laughs) It's not. I'm excited about that one later. (laughs) I hope you haven't listened to it yet, because I want to hear your... uh... (laughs) I haven't, but I have to assume it's a silly little track. Yep, for sure. I have have to assume. (laughs) But, uh, all right, man. Well, shall we... uh jump into our first block of music on the episode today then yeah i think that's that sounds like a grand idea sir all right well we will do that and kick things off with my first submission for this theme and i so there were one track in particular that i knew i was going to bring i had to think for a second one track in particular but three games i knew i was going to bring from for sure when i Mm -hmm. sat down to put together my submissions after we came up with this topic because this wasn't the original planned idea for this episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when i sat down and figured it out this was one of the games that i knew i was going to bring from and it's the track that i knew i was going to bring as well so we're going to kick things off and the track that's on YouTube is not the actual name of the track. So we're going to kick things off with The Fall of Deathwing from World of Warcraft Cataclysm. This released on December 7th, 2010 and it was composed by Neil Akrie.
next, let's take a listen to the George Wu Jim from Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. This released in July 1995, and it was composed by Alistair Brimble. Last up in this block, we'll be taking a listen to Fall of the Magister from Dragon Age Inquisition. This released on November 18th, 2014, and it was composed by Ronnie Shockney featuring Elisaveta. <laughs> Oh 
about the fall of Deathwing from World of Warcraft Cataclysm, again composed by Neil Acree. So Cataclysm was the third major expansion to World of Warcraft following the Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, which is the current expansion for Classic Warcraft, the one that Kyle and I are playing with Sean and other friends weekly doing raids right now in Ulduar. Uh, So if Blizzard follows the pattern that they've been doing for Classic Warcraft and just continue to re-release expansions, Cataclysm will unfortunately be next. And I say unfortunately because it's going to be the expansion that drives a lot of the players away from Classic Warcraft again, much like it was an expansion that drove a lot of players away from Retail Warcraft back when it came out in 2010. It's the expansion that broke the world, so to speak, Um, changed old Azeroth forever, made it into a new world. Deathwing is the destroyer of worlds. Uh, Deathwing is the dragon that this song is about. Um, the, the big bad of the Cataclysm expansion, a former dragon aspect that was corrupted by an old god and turned evil, so would have counted as a fallen hero as well for that yep. episode. Um but this particular expansion did a lot of things that players didn't like about modernizing the game and making it more accessible and making it easier to um, to jump in. So a lot of people are already saying, you know, if Blizzard releases a classic Cataclysm, they're not going to stick around. And Blizzard likely is going to do so. They sent out a survey like three months ago gauging players' interest on a, cat- a Cataclysm re-release with changes. So they're probably okay. going to try to do something where like, they put it out, but try to do things that players like, leave Mm -hmm. that in, things that they didn't like, take that out, but that's going to 
require some extensive work because I feel like players are going to want the world to stay the same and that just doesn't work with the established lore that Cataclysm had. So they could take things out like LFR looking for raid. That doesn't need to be there, but it would require a, a hefty amount of rework. So I just don't know what they're going to do. I personally enjoyed this expansion for what it was. I've I, I stopped really enjoying the Warcraft expansions around Battle for Azeroth and then especially with Shadowlands. And then I kind of picked back up with Dragonflight recently at the end of 2022, though I have started losing interest in that already as well. Um, so I hadn't lost any interest in Warcraft by the point Cataclysm had came out, and I, and I really did enjoy it for what it was. It had some really good raids, which the ultimate raid of the expansion led up to Dragon Soul, which was the big battle against Deathwing. The second-to-last fight had you riding on Deathwing as he flew around Azeroth. Dude, a very cool fight. Um, you couldn't see, unfortunately, like any landmass or anything underneath you, but you were see like you were in a cloud box basically, and you could just see clouds moving by. So it was simulated that you were flying all over Azeroth, fighting on his back, ripping off his scales, and eventually bringing him down for the final battle against him, just on the ground in like you know dragon form. Um, this particular track is the one that plays when you are bringing him down, hence why it's called The Fall of Deathwing, right? And mm -hmm. it's, such a, it's such a memorable encounter for me. I was still playing with a group of friends that I thoroughly enjoyed playing World of Warcraft with. I raided for them, or I raided with them for like eight years or something like that. And this was still in the early stages of that. You know, I had joined up with them in Wrath of the Lich King. So I had only been with them for maybe two years or so by the time this had come out. Three years or so by the time this raid released. And um, everything was still, like, really enjoyable to me. So I have a lot of fond memories just playing with people in this raid and in this expansion in, in general. Which is probably why I tend to like it more than most people do. Even though I do know it did break the game in a lot of bad ways. <laughs> It sounds like a cool fight, though, man. Like, I almost want to go look up a just like a, a let's watch of or a let, yeah. Oh, like it's a neat. It's worth seeing. Watch it's video. really cool. Yeah, it's worth seeing. It's really cool. And that's like the the Warcraft raid encounters in general are pretty pretty good encounters for for boss fights. There's usually a story, especially if it's like the big bad, which Deathwing was for that expansion. And I think Neil Acree did a really good job with this track, as he always does whenever he contributes to World of Warcraft, man. I know we've played a decent amount of stuff of his on the show, and even somewhat recently I've been bringing quite a bit of his works to the show. Um, it just has that epic, epic, legendary, like, fantasy feel to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like you were saying, man, looking at this, uh, this picture on YouTube, that is one badass dragon. Oh, he's a freaking dope dragon, man. He is so cool looking. He is so he is a <laughs> badass too, man. Like so his scales and his body because he was so corrupted by the old god, he was deteriorating. He was literally falling apart. So yeah. he had his followers and his minions like fuse steel basically and fuse it onto his scales and onto his body to keep him from falling apart. And that's what you were ripping off during that fight on his spine. It's, I don't know, it's just really cool. He's a really badass dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he did some destruction, too. Like I said, he broke the entire world, split zones into two, completely destroyed Stormwind, the entrance to it for a bit, and the park. He did a lot of damage in Azeroth. Kind of reminds me, I so I looked around for a good track, and I found eh, a couple, but nothing that really, really won me over, but featuring 
Tiamat, who in some okay. mythology is is the dragon goddess, in some is the goddess who created dragons. She's like a goddess of chaos. Um, but want to give her a shout out, definitely, um, on this episode, since I didn't find a track for her. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, but like I alluded to, not all of my tracks came from a game that actually feature a dragon. Right. Uh, I actually think <laughs> I have one track each in my blocks that don't feature dragons. So we move now into Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which released on the Super Nintendo. This was composed by Alistair Brimble once again. And this game is based on a movie that released in 1993 of the same name. Yes. Which I have seen, but Isn't it's been a one very long time. Where Chuck Norris cameos? I don't see Chuck Norris under top cast on IMDb. So maybe this is not the one that he's in? Maybe uh, You know what? No. Um, I'm thinking, I think Enter the Dragon okay. was the one that he was in. Bruce Lee was in a few dragon movies. <laughs> well, of course, yes. I yeah. mean, what he was, right, in terms of his absolutely persona, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But um, I remember the movie not being spectacular. I mean, it might have been great, but I was a kid when I saw it. Uh, I, I, I should go back and watch some of these old movies. I t movies, to me, are the same as video games, and I never generally watch them more than once, which I know is very weird to say, mm -hmm. but I usually will only watch a movie once, twice if I really am into it, but it will be a while before I watch it again. And I tend not to go back and watch older movies if I've never seen them. Yeah. Um, so I really should go back and watch some of these older ones again just to see how they hold up and if I would still enjoy them. Because like I said, I, I remember this being just a kind of mediocre movie, but I was exploring just random dragon appearances in video games, much like I'm sure you were doing um, mm -hmm. just by doing searches for the term dragon, right? And seeing what popped up and seeing dragon, the Bruce Lee story. I was like, oh, oh, that's a movie. I didn't realize there was a game. And I didn't. I had no idea this was a game, by the way. Um, so I started listening to the soundtrack, realized it was by Alistair Brimble. So I knew it was going to be good, right? We know Alistair Brimble, generally quality stuff. Yes. So yeah. I started digging through the soundtrack and then the George Wu Jim started playing. I was like, dude, this is dope. I love this vibe. So I had to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, give, give me some uh, some Mortal Kombat vibes, but a little a little brighter. Made me want to see uh, Bruce Lee in Mortal Kombat. And then I thought, well, it's just Liu Kang. So it's just <laughs> Liu Kang. Exactly. <laughs> Who also turns into a dragon. Could have picked something for Liu Kang. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Who we mentioned in our redemption episode alongside Katana Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Both of whom could have been either fallen heroes or redemption. Yeah. Well, Katana was a redemption pick for me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 I've um, slept since then, dude. You've slept since then? Or you haven't slept since then? <laughs> I have slept since oh, you uh, since we recorded say, that episode. Because it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> say, if you haven't slept since then, then God, you are <laughs> near death by this point. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel like it, but that's probably just the five kids. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. I have zero, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you, man. I definitely took your share. Yeah, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. man. You can have them. You can very have nice them. track. I I like some very very strong bass. I think for the SNES as well. I really like that synth yeah. sound. I haven't heard a lot of Brimble on the SNES, so this was a this was a treat for sure. Yeah, super cool. Super super cool. And then my last track of that block was a nice jaunty bard tune from Dragon Age Inquisition. This was actually part of the 
Trespasser DLC that eventually released for the game. This was composed by Rainy Shackney, and it features Elizaveta on vocals, and the actual guitar is being done by Nick Staubis. Um, I loved this, dude. I had a this feeling was you so would. Good. I had a feeling you would. And what really, I what I really enjoy about this now, obviously, Dragon Age. It, it's largely about dragons. Um, there's plenty of them that you fight throughout the game. Makes sense. Yeah, and the you know the opening lyrics of the of the bard song "Dragons in the Sky," the fighting has begun. Mm-hmm. What I really like about the lyrics and the way that Elisabetta delivers them is that it feels like a story, mm-hmm. and that's what the best bard music is. They are stories. They are retellings of tales, right? Yeah. And this to me is a perfect retelling. Like I could picture it, right? It's it's very well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, very well done. I like the uh, the loot in the background. It's got, yeah. it's very bright. This was very well, like the sound engineering on this was super clear, super high quality. And I think that's really important on a vocal track. So Absolutely. And her Absolutely, voice was man. really, really nice as well. It is. It's, it's. Like it's like I said, it it has a way of it's beautiful, right? In terms of singing in general, but it's also like she delivers words and things differently while singing. It feels like storytelling, or like oh, what's that um, dramatic reading at the same time, right? Like it's very mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, very clear, very understandable. Yeah. So really cool. Definitely very nice. I like it. I know, I know I've said it, but man, I can't wait for some Dragon Age Dreadwolf. I hope it comes this year. <laughs> I really freaking do. Yep. 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 Well, all right, man. Um, what do you say? Are we ready to get into my first block of tracks? We are. I'm excited about this one, dude. There's going to be some epic sound on this and uh, starting out with um, another, again, kind of surprising really really great tune i don't know why i say surprising sonic and the black knight was not a stellar game but sonic has has consistently had great music and um a while back on our our winds episode i brought the night of the wind which was a fantastic track and this one is also yeah you did you did pick from this game somewhat recently yeah yeah i did i did and i'm gonna have to dig more into the soundtrack and i think you said that last time too (laughs) the, (laughs) the story of the game is really cool too but i'm getting ahead of myself let's listen to the music then we'll come back and talk uh this is going to be dragon's lair from sonic and the black knight released march 3rd 2009 and composed by Howard Drossen.
Next up, we're taking a listen to Battle Against Dragons, Trials, from Lunar Dragon Song, released September 27, 2005. And this track was composed by either Masaki Honma, Junzo Yagami, Yoshiaki Kubotera, or Yoshifumi Iwata. Last up in my first block, we're listening to Heads of the Draw from Kid Icarus Uprising, released March 23rd, 2012, composed by Motoi Sakuraba and Natsumi Kameyoka.
coming back, we are talking about Dragon's Lair from Sonic and the Black Knight. And uh, I was not wrong about uh, thinking you were going to love this track. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's Howard Drossen. I like his style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he definitely leans heavy into the rock and metal. I mean, just check out his soundtrack for Splatterhouse, right? I mean... <laughs> I mean, even, uh, you know, Toxic Caves from Sonic Spinball. Yeah, Sonic, yeah, or uh, he did have some stuff in Sonic and Knuckles as well. Um, yep. I think that's the only other Sonic credits he had was Sonic and Knuckles and Spinball, actually. So yeah, cool to hear him come back and... Uh, so in this fight, uh, the big bad of um, of Sonic and the Black Knight, well, uh, that I know of, is this chick named Merlina, um, obviously a take on Merlin. And this is near the end of the game, and Sonic has to fight this big dragon um, uh, that is apparently reminiscent of the Chaos Monster from Sonic Adventure. And um, or Sonic Adventure Two, rather. And yeah, I've not played actually, this game. Uh, <laughs> I know we've said that, but I've not played this game. I saw in some trivia that there's a part of the fight where Sonic's like, "This is really familiar," but last time Shadow was with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know the premise of this game, and again, it sounds pretty cool. You know, little a little nutso, like a lot of Sonic properties, <laughs> or like a lot yeah. of Sonic games go. But but a cool idea, you know. The, um, very mid, like most Sonic games are anymore. Yep, yep, for sure. Definitely didn't hit the same heights as uh, Colors and Mania did. Um, not even as good as Sonic Colors? Unleashed, from what I've heard. Was I mean, Colors yes, good? Apparently, Sonic Colors was actually really good. Like, mm. so good that the the remake actually disappointed some people because it wasn't as good as what they remembered. So, or is it just as good as they remembered and they just thought it was good? <laughs> I don't know. I played some <laughs> Colors back when I was still doing Gamefly, and uh, I did renew my rental on that one. I had quite a bit of fun with Colors. It was it was a solid okay. game. Played okay. really well. Not a lot of glitches, which is sad to say, you know, when that's what you get out of a Sonic game and that makes it a good Sonic game. <laughs> you know, well, Frontier sucks, so... Man, that's that's really sad. I've heard some people, uh, some people like Frontiers. Maybe it's one of those things where they expected it to suck worse than it did, and so the fact that it only sucked a little bit <laughs> made it seem good by comparison. I don't it, know. It just is not a good game. I haven't played it yet, so I will reserve judgment. But again, like this game, the music is good. So <laughs> it always nice, is nice soundtrack for sure. It always is. And uh, moving this is from, probably my favorite track of the episode so far. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think we're coming up on what I think is probably my favorite of the episode in a minute. But uh, before we get there, okay, um, moving to another solid track though. I was I was glad to bring this one, but also from apparently not a very good game. This is yeah, it's not Battle Against Dragons from Lunar Dragon Song. This game sucks too, man. <laughs> very unfortunate because so, I like Lunar. Like I like it as a series, right? Um, Silver Star, that's a pretty good game when it came out on the Sega CD. Eternal Blue, that's also pretty good. Um, so why does Dragon Sog suck so bad? It sucks so bad it killed the series. That's why it sucks so bad. Uh, like it's, it's the last one to come out, dude. <laughs> but, sad um, day, man. Sad day. So for people like me <laughs> who are kind of uninitiated, what is the... What is Lunar? Like, what what's what's the deal? In terms of an, an overall? Yeah, yeah, like overall, what kind of game is it? Oh, in, in terms of the, the gameplay, it is a JRPG. Um, it is more isometric view in terms of 
how you're viewing everything on the on the screen with that like over the shoulder view um okay. instead of being like an actual third person or first person or anything like that uh, it works though it works pretty well for the for the style of game but it is more or less a very tried and true jrpg formula um and why was this one so bad what made it bad so i think what made this one so different and poor was that it tried to change how it approached the combat. So a lot of people, myself included, now I, I'm not a huge fan of, of strategy-based JRPGs, but there are some really good ones out there. And the original Lunar games were strategy-based combat. When Dragon Song came out, they tried to turn it into just turn-based, which in theory should have worked, right? Like turn-based is relatively easy to pull off and I personally enjoy turn-based combat more than strategy-based. Now, probably in my, damn, I'm, I just had a birthday, so I'm in my late 30s. That's sad. <laughs> is 37 considered late 30s? You know, I, I, I think it depends on who you ask. If, uh, so 30, 31, I, I'd say 30 through 33 is mid, is early 30s. 34, 35, 36 is mid-30s. I said mid. And then 37, Early 30s 30, and mid-30s. 30, and then 37, 38, 39 is late-30s. But you know what? You could say 35 to 37 is mid. I don't think it really matters. You're you're as young as you feel, which means I'm, I'm about 75. I was going to say, well, that doesn't help me because then I'm probably 90-something. <laughs> so I, uh, I, yeah. I have to stick with 37 being late-30s. 37 um, man. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. sad. I'm sad. But uh what were we even talking about? Um oh, now in my late 30s, I think I tend to prefer the action style of combat for JRPGs like Kingdom Hearts, Star Ocean, mm -hmm. that type of stuff just because it's more fun to me now, but gotcha. I still enjoy a really good turn-based game. Uh, and strategy game. Like, I'm playing Fire Emblem right now, which is a strategy-based game. So, mm -hmm. Lunar Dragon Song should have should have been a good game. But something went wrong. They screwed something up with the combat. They screwed something up just trying to change the, the formula of what made Lunar popular with the original two. And this one ended up just shit in the bed when it came out. So, it's sitting Sad at day, a man. 59 on Metacritic. Just not good. Well, you know, um, I didn't really think about the theme I had for this block, but I guess I did kind of have a theme because even this next game, you know, it was, I think it would have been a solid game if it weren't for the atrocious control scheme. Um, <laughs> and fans of BG Mania that have been around since the beginning will remember Frank hates this game. Yeah, sad because I mean the story's really cool. It brought Kid Icarus into a new era. Talking of course about Kid Icarus Uprising and we're listening to Heads of the Hudraw uh, composed by um, becoming one of our MVPs, Motoy Sakuraba <laughs> along Yeah, he's with... been on like every freaking episode since we did a spotlight on him. You think he's been yeah, in every right? episode since. Along What's going with, on uh, here? With Natsumi Kamioka on this one. But yeah, well, I mean, when you compose as much music as Sakuraba does, I guess yeah, it makes you're bound sense. Yeah, you're bound to appear in these themed episodes <laughs> over and over again because you probably have composed... That should be our, our quest, dude. Every themed episode we do, how do we fit Matoi Sakuraba into the episode? <laughs> yep, it'll be, it'll be like, like the BG Media drinking game. 
every time we play a Motel Sucker up a song. <laughs> yep. Add that to but, the bingo sheet. There you go. But so the huge draw was actually in the original Kid Icarus. It was one of the near the end bosses that guarded um, a temple or something. In Kid Icarus Uprising, the huge draw is uh, more like a Hydra dragon. It has three heads. And if you if you don't attack it the right way, from what I understand, after you take off the final head, it can actually regrow, um, and then you have to keep fighting it or something. Um, but apparently, the huge draw itself is kind of funny. The three heads have different personalities, and they play off each other really well. But um, this is a really really cool track. It goes a lot of places. Um, and at least at the beginning, it doesn't really sound like a boss battle theme, but it does kind of evolve into one. Correct. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, I really like these tracks that uh, go a lot of places. Um, Kid Icarus Uprising, as we were talking about when we were listening, is just a stacked soundtrack front to back because of all the amazing composers who are part of the game. You've got, let me see if I remember them all, Yuzo Koshiro, Motoi Sakuraba, Yasunori Mitsuda. Is this off the top of your head? Noriyuki Iwadari. Yes, this is off the top of my head. Uh, okay. I know those four. There's somebody else who I think is a pretty big, big deal. Now I am looking it up. <laughs> so did, did you ever play this game? I have played this game, but I've never finished this game. Um, I don't remember how far I actually got into it, but it was okay. It didn't mm-hmm. really, like, blow me away and... and hooked me to where I felt like I had to just stick around and finish it. Um, but it was enjoyable, I guess, enough while I did play it. The soundtrack has always been the star of the show for me. I've listened to the soundtrack so many times, and we've played so many things from this soundtrack on just this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's so stacked, dude, and it's it's all good. It's all very, very good. In addition to those uh, masters I mentioned, you also have Masafumi Takada, um, Takahiro Nishi, and then, as we mentioned, I think this person must have been in some kind of supporting role or something, Natsumi Kameoka. I've heard that name before. Um, and so I think that they've kind of been around in, you know, in the VGM scene. Maybe I've heard of them from Smash since this was uh, this was made by the same studio, you know, Sakurai Studios, Sora yeah. Limited. But I saw something recently. It was probably just one of those like unsubstantiated things. But I saw that some kind of leak of like the Switch's 2023 library. And there's a rumor that oh Kid Icarus Uprising is going to be getting a remake on the Switch, which would actually be really cool to see how it does with a decent control scheme. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> you got to take all those things I... with a huge grain of salt. I'd probably check it out again. Um, if it did re-release on the Switch, oh yeah, I definitely would. I don't know if it actually, if it actually will. We'll see. We'll we will see. see. We'll have to see. We're still waiting on that uh, Twilight Princess Wind Waker HD collection as well, and right. Metroid Prime Trilogy. <laughs> yep, we will see. Xenoblade Chronicles we'll see what X and several other things, indeed. <laughs> but I tell you, dude, I'm peeking ahead a little bit, and I'm excited to get into your next block. You've got some cool stuff Uh-oh. coming up here. I do. So I have a a track from, you know, one of my favorite series, closing us out there at the end. Um, A track that I discovered because a listener submitted a track from this game a couple months ago on a radio hour. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remembered the game for whatever reason. So I explored more of the soundtrack and it's it's just all excellent. But we're going to kick things off with another favorite franchise of mine. 
And this is a game that has yet to release in North America, Ooh. but it is coming out soon in North America. So it'll be releasing here on, I think it's February... Is it February 22nd or is it February 21st? It's February 21st. Okay. Damn. That would have been cool if they just would have released it on February 22nd because it came out initially in Japan on February 22nd, 2014. That would have been cool. So it's coming out worldwide as like a Dragon Ishin on February 21st, 2023 on PS5 for Xbox, PC, pretty much everywhere except for Switch. Um, so the original name of this game is Ryuga Gotaku Ishin, but for our sake, because it is coming out here now, I'm just going to call it the English version. And I do not know what the actual translation of this track is. I did <laughs> run it through Google Translate to get a, an, a translated version of it, yeah. but it likely will be something different when the soundtrack officially releases for this English release. So I don't know what it's actually going to be called. But it'll probably be on the soundtrack because I can't imagine they're redoing the soundtrack. They're just releasing the game finally. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a listen to Disturbed Shikahana from Like a Dragon Ishin. This released on February 22nd, 2014, and it was composed by Hidenori Shoji.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Next up, let's go ahead and take a listen to Graveyard, Area 4, from Dragon Spirit. This released on May 15th, 1987, and it was composed by Shinji Hasoi. up in this block let's take a listen to dragon from dragon slayer the legend of heroes 
This released on December 10th, 1989, and it was composed by Maiko Ishikawa and Masaki Kawai with arrangements by Ryo Yanamitsu. Coming back in, we are talking about Disturbed Shikahana from Like a Dragon Ishin, again composed by Hidanori Shoji. This is, from what I understand, again, I've never played this game. I won't until it comes out officially here in a couple weeks. I'm very much looking forward to playing through this game. Uh, I will be picking it up, purchasing it day one. But um, supposedly this is the normal battle music for the game. And I guess the battle music sounds different depending on which of the four fighting styles that you're currently using during combat. So what this track is kind of doing is going through the different styles and the way that the music changes when you're in those styles, Hmm. which is why we hear so many different sections and and pieces and things that sound different in this track. So it looks like there's four different um, 
combat styles, hand-to-hand, katana, pistol, and something called wild dancer. And we got like pieces of all of those styles in this track, which is kind of okay. cool. That is cool. That is cool. I gotta say, this sounds more like a, uh, a credits theme or an opening theme than a battle theme, hmm, but okay. solid uh, 80s synthy goodness. I think that's just because it's like in this major key, it's got this really like optimistic, at least to me, optimistic chord progression going on. Um, it doesn't sound as either intense or dangerous as battle themes often do. That I think that's all it is. I'm sure it's enjoyable while you're battling, you know keep keep you motivated yeah i'm looking forward to checking it out yeah i'm looking forward to playing it uh it, it is a spin-off game you know set in the the yakuza franchise which in japan is known as like a dragon ryu gagatoku and it's just going to be called like a dragon worldwide starting with the eighth entry when that comes out maybe this year probably more realistically next year um but we do have two spin-off games coming out this year that'll have that like a dragon name instead of the yakuza name I'm looking forward to this, man. It's it's going to be a good time. These games are always really good, and they remind me, I was telling you, so much of Shenmue, and I love that franchise, Shenmue 1, 2, and 3, and had it been more popular and, and gained more notoriety like the Yakuza series did, I feel like this is what Shenmue would have been. So I play these games because it reminds me of that. Now, I'm not all the way caught up on the series either. I will say that. That's one of my goals for 2023 (laughs) is to fully catch up on Yakuza. I'm only up to Yakuza 4, so I still need to play 5, 6, 7, and then this new one that's coming out um, in February. Yeah, there's a a, a lot of Yakuza out there. Um, We were talking... uh, There is. Alex Messenger. Games um, and people. Host of a VGM Journey is a big fan (laughs) of of Yakuza. Yeah, big cast of characters from what Alex has told me, too. Oh, yeah. Massive cast of characters. Yep. Really, really cool. So... And the music's always really good in these games, like just has great music all around. So I'm not surprised. I really haven't listened too much to the soundtrack to this game um, because it never did release here. So when I was sitting down to put together my picks for this episode, I was like, it'd be fun to pick from Yakuza because... Um, the, the main character, Kiryu Kazuma, is the dragon of Dojima. That's his name, which is how this fits into the theme of the show. There's no dragons in Yakuza. Gotcha. Um, traditional dragons. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But he is the dragon of Dojima. So I wanted to pick something from this franchise, but I didn't know which one. And I was like, oh, it might be fun to like maybe pick from the game that's coming out in a few weeks. So I started listening. I only listened to like five or six tracks and then picked from those. So there might be way better stuff on there. I haven't discovered it yet. (laughs) So I just went with what I liked most of the handful of tracks I I initially picked from this soundtrack. But I'm looking forward to playing through this game and, and fully listening to the soundtrack in the next few weeks. Very cool, man. And then we move into the middle track there, which comes from Dragon you know Spirit. I have to offer a retraction real quick for you move on to Dragon Spirit. <laughs> I I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking of the third track in the block when I said it sounded more like an opening or credits and not battle music. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that Yakuza track definitely sounds like a battle theme for sure. It's... It's up there with the uh, the Dragon's Lair theme from Sonic and the Black Knight. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, good stuff. Good rock and stuff. All right. Now, let's move on to your uh, your your classic shooter sounding game. <laughs> yeah, and I really don't know the type of game Dragon Spirit is. This was um, a game that a listener submitted, and I don't even remember which listener submitted this. I, I sh- should have gone back. I guess I... No, I'm not going to. Um, 
somebody submitted this. I think it was on Radio Hour 51, and we're up to 55 as of January, so like four months ago. Okay. Um, somebody submitted a track from this game, Dragon Spirit, and I just remembered the name of the game when, when this theme came up. Well, so listener, I started listening uh, to more of the soundtrack. I know that you're still out there, so just let us know who you are. You know, Give us another, uh, another pick and let us know who you are. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. Um, but yeah, I listened to the soundtrack and I really, there's a lot of good stuff on this particular soundtrack, but something about the graveyard track really stuck out to me. Um, but I imagine this is a shmup. I imagine this is probably a vertical shooter. Yes, you, you were right. I can confirm. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, cool. 1987 vertical scrolling shooter arcade game developed and published by Namco, distributed by Atari. Uh, you control a dragon named Amul, and you complete the game's nine areas to rescue the Princess Alicia from the demon Zawel. There you go. And this music comes from Area 4, so about halfway through the game. Graveyard. Okay, cool. Very cool. And yeah, classic shooter music. Very, Very uh, good cool. Stuff. Cool. Yeah, classic shooter, cool sounding. Doesn't really sound like graveyard music much, does it? Or like cemetery? It doesn't really give you that feel. No, no, it doesn't. It does not. But uh, very cool. I really like the way it builds in the intro. Me too. I just started it up Me again. Me too. Yeah, the synth. I mean, they're, they're doing some cool things throughout this track. It's really cool to listen to. Uh, just a very well done track. Shinji Hasoi, who would yep. go on to do some really excellent things like Tekken. So. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff. Really cool. Good stuff. Indeed, indeed. And then we move on to the 80s <laughs> credits <Yes>. music sounding track. <laughs> I don't actually know if this is credits music. Now, it is toward the end of the soundtrack. I do know that. But I don't think it's actually credits music. But you're right. It oh, yeah, sounds it, yeah. <laughs> like credits music. Like from a movie. Like opening credits music for yeah. <laughs> an 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, the name of the track is literally simply just Dragon from Dragon Slayer The Legend of Heroes. And this was, again, composed by the Falcom sound team, JDK, specifically Maiko Ishikawa and or one of the two, or maybe both, Masaka Kawai, with arrangements done by Ryo Yanamitsu. Um, this was back in the early days, right? This was the original Dragon Slayer and the original Legend of Heroes before they would eventually spin off the Legend of Heroes into its own series mm -hmm. away from Dragon Slayer. Um, and now there's, you know, just so many Legend of Heroes games. And really, I don't think any Dragon Slayer games anymore. But um, yeah, I haven't heard of this series in I've a while. I've never played this game. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And I've never played this one. Um, so I don't know much about where this track takes place, but I love the sound of this, dude. It is just very 80s, as you mentioned, very relaxing in a very odd way. I yeah, don't know. I relaxing, like it. I it a lot. optimistic, upbeat, that, that major key and the optimistic chord progression like I was talking about. And um, yeah, just just a really nice track, dude. Very nice block here. Uh, the Dragon Spirit track and this one go really well together. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And they're both retro sounding tracks. Um, the last actual Dragon Slayer game to release in name was Dragon Slayer The Legend of Heroes. So it would have been this one. And then we had two more games come out in the same franchise, just not called Dragon Slayer. In 1991, we had Lord Monarch. 
And then in 1994, we had The Legend of Xanadu, which would then spin off into the Xanadu franchise. Yep, yeah. We got into that at one point way back um, in one of my earlier episodes, and it's, I didn't know any of it. It's crazy, this, you know, the sprawling web of this series, kind of like the Megami Tensei series did some of the same things. Um, Well, really all, I mean, for Falcom, it really kind of all started with their one title, Dragon Slayer, right? mm -hmm. And then they just spun off everything else. Well, I guess they had a couple others before Dragon Slayer, but that was probably like the big popular one for them. And then everything else like Xanadu and Ease, Ease was not a spinoff, but Xanadu and Legend of Heroes was. Ease was another original that just took off for them, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny, um... I didn't mention this before, but my Sonic and the Black Knight track, Dragon's Lair, um, the track that follows it up is actually the boss music, and it's called Dragon Slayer. So they did kind of a play on words, and it's funny because we've got Dragon's Lair uh, from Sonic and the Black Knight, and now we have Dragon Slayer, the game title, rounding out your your, uh, second block. And then opening my second block, we have a track from Dragon's <laughs> Lair, the game. <laughs> I did not do this one on purpose, by the way. That's that really not funny. On purpose. That's really funny. Because um, remember, I left my tracks in the, literally the order that I added them in. I said I didn't care this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Cool. <laughs> well, um, so that was not done on purpose. If you're ready to get into my second block, uh, this one is uh, more yeah, of a mix. Away. Than my last one. We've got some got some fun stuff yeah, coming is, up in here. This is going to be interesting. This is a relatively short block. It is, um, and like I don't think any even with my final track at the end that we're going to listen to. Relatively short block. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I don't think any consistency in the sound of these tracks either. But let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to start things off. I, I had to find something from this series because I, I actually know it, and it's got dragon in the title. And in this fight, you are actually, uh, or in this track, you are actually fighting a dragon, and his name is the title of the track. So, opening up my second block, let's go ahead and get into Singe from Dragon's Lair 3D, Return to the Lair, released November 17th, 2002, composed by Christopher Stone.
Next up, we're going to listen to The Dragon Gave a Loud Scream from Nights into Dreams, released August 20th, 1996, and composed by Naofumi Hataya. And my final track of the episode, we're going to listen to Dragon's Song from Reader Rabbit Second Grade, released April 8th, 1998, and composed by Brian Burge. I'm really not a bad guy, I bet that's what you thought. Most dragons are fierce creatures, but I assure you I am not. Some people think I'm dangerous, too frightened to inquire. But that's how it goes when everybody knows your breath is made of fire. But why would I make a castle that takes forever to make it through? That's what inventive and able but slightly mislabeled intelligent dragons do. It's tough when you're so monstrous that people run in fright. But that's how it goes, cause everybody knows some dragons like to bite. But why would I make a castle that takes a genius to make it through? That's what invented and able, but slightly mislabeled intelligent dragons do. That's what invented and able, but slightly mislabeled intelligent dragons do. <laughs> and coming back from my second block of tracks. We're first talking about Singe from Dragon Slayer 3D Return to the Lair. And um, kind of surprisingly epic pick for for this game series. Um, before we talk about the series, uh, what did you think of this track, dude? This track is, is really cool, man. Um, it, it has that uh, 
definite high fantasy feel, right? Very triumphant mm-hmm. feel at times. Um, you can tell it feels like this is maybe not played this game, so I don't know for sure. But this feels maybe like encounter music or lead up to boss music or something like that. Um, I remember this game. I've never played Dragon's Lair 3D. I remember the cover art specifically. Um because this came out in 2002 and I started working at GameStop in 2003. Okay. When um so we still had copies of this on the shelf because we were still selling, you know, PS2, Xbox, GameCube games back in then and that's what this was on besides PC. Um but I distinctly remember a lot of games from that time period just because I was constantly putting stickers on them and putting them on the shelves. <laughs> right. Um, but a really awesome track, dude. I remember seeing some screenshots of this, and this was kind of a departure from what this series was known for. Um, the arcade game uh, Dragon's Lair was, um, was really unique for its time and kind of unique in the history of games uh it, it it's it's basically a playable cartoon um like well, literally it was drawn yeah it was drawn by don bluth uh, animated by like don bluth uh, the guy who did like land before time and five goes west um or the american tale and um it was it looked really nice uh, the music, from what I've heard, is is pretty cool, but it's kind of um, ambient just because of the way it goes. This game was impossible, though, dude. It like oh, nobody beat it. <laughs> well, I'm sure people did, but nobody oh, yeah. beat it. I mean, you can watch a playthrough on YouTube. Doesn't take that long. I, I actually did it fairly recently because I was just intrigued, and it's like half an hour. But it so your controller is like four four direction buttons and a button for your sword. And there will be there would be like a yellow flash on the screen and you would have to either push in that direction uh, relative to your character on the screen or push your sword if what was flashing was an enemy. But you would have like maybe two seconds, maybe that's being generous to react to this flash. And so it it basically boiled down to pattern recognition. And so it was a, a classic quarter muncher. Really, really tough game, though, but very nice looking. And uh, yeah, the, I really enjoyed this track. So I'm glad too, you man. liked it as well. I did, too. And uh, another game I didn't get a lot of experience with, Nights into Dreams. I played this at a uh, like a, a sample kiosk at Sears. I remember playing when I was in in junior high and early high school and it controlled fairly well. You know, it was a Saturn game and classic soundtrack by Naofumi Hataya. This is the Dragon Gave a Loud Scream, and from the comments on, on YouTube, you, you are fighting a dragon uh, when this track plays. And I imagine that would be kind of cool in a game based on flight, but uh, I just really like the sound of this, dude. Dude, I really like the sound of the entirety of Nights in the Dreams' soundtrack. We've played several pieces of music from the base game and then the, like, holiday version that eventually mm-hmm. came out. Yep. There's some really awesome Christmas music in this series. <laughs> there really is. And it's all so like jazzy. This one's yeah. got a nice shuffle to Dude, it. Some sweet, sexy sax in this, in this track here. Yes. Yes, there is. And, uh, 
Yeah, a really cool track. Maybe maybe a little bit of a foreshadowing for yeah, something it's that's coming me up. Yeah, excited for, uh, <laughs> for something we got planned in the very, very near future. Yeah, dude. But like I said, this this whole block was is really eclectic. You've got this big heroic, epic, and then dangerous sounding boss fight. And then you have this one that's like jazzy and really fun and um, still sort of drives you forward. It's got that intensity to it. But then... Man, when I found this next track, I, I absolutely knew I had to bring it. Yeah, I don't know anything <laughs> about your final track here outside of it's a PC game. <laughs> it, it is a PC, uh, obviously an educational game. I think Reader Rabbit, it, it may even be like specifically made for schools to use on their computers. Uh, this one, I mean, it's Reader Rabbit second grade, so it sounds like it's something that you could adapt into your curriculum, but... Uh, this this song, I just it's so fun and just it's so quirky. The lyrics are, are really clever. Uh, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, Veggie Tales um, from when I was growing up, specifically Archibald Asparagus, this dragon who was singing the song. Um, sounds like uh, sounds like Archibald Asparagus, but but it is not because Archibald Asparagus was voiced by Phil Vischer, the creator of Veggie Tales. This character, the singer of this song, um, his name is Sir Drayson Dragon. He is a green fire-breathing dragon who only appears in Reader Rabbit's second grade and lives in his own castle. This is from the Reader Rabbit wiki, which is apparently a thing. Um, There's a wiki <laughs> on this series. He is known as Sir Duncan Dragon in the United Kingdom. And okay. in the beginning of the game... Uh, 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 people think he's an evil dragon who's holding Reader Rabbit hostage. But then at the end of the game, you find out that the dragon is actually Reader Rabbit's friend and is not a villain. But this dragon, the oh, song... Is, he, is, that, is, is that a redemption arc? <laughs> um, a, a perceived redemption arc, because he was always good. It's he's just your good. perception of him. But the track that we just listened to, dude, that was sung by Charles Martinet. Oh, no way. Yep, that was Mario himself, man. He is the voice of Sir Drayson Dragon, so... I gotta I listen just to found it. That I out. gotta listen to it again knowing that it's Mario? Hang on. I know, right? <laughs> it's just... Okay, it's you so can kind of hear it. Yeah, listen, I mean... Listen to it again knowing in your head that it's yeah. Mario. I've heard uh, I've heard Martinet in, um, in videos and interviews and stuff with his his normal voice and yeah now that i know it's him i i can tell for sure 100 <laughs> percent. that's really cool man a very fun track i mean it's silly right um i'm very curious to know where this fits i want context right like is, right. is this like some sort of mini game i'm assuming or um i i, I don't know i, I wonder is so it says math reading science and more but so, what yeah, is i there? I'm really curious. If anybody out there has played the Reader Rabbit series, please let us know. Like, I remember some games when I was in school, like Oregon Trail, of course, um, Number Munchers, and then Super Number Munchers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were some different games, I recall, but this one was way after my my time for, for this grade. I mean, I was in second grade in, like, 1990, so <laughs> this was came out in 98, a couple years after Martin A. voiced Mario and Mario 64. So, yeah, I... 
never heard of this at all. But anybody out there who did, because I know some of our audience at least skews a little younger. So let us know if you're familiar with Reader Rabbit. So I sent you the same wiki that I'm assuming you're on, because there cannot be more than one Reader Rabbit Wikipedia or anything like that. Um, there is an entry for this track. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And I'm assuming, based on the thumbnail, it's just a song that is sung by the dragon in a library, I guess. <laughs> That's what it looks like. But there is He's a video a of cap. the song. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, we got to watch this and comments. So you can pull up this video on the wiki and listen while we comment. Okay, so it's a dragon singing to a lion. I think that lion's name is Sam. I think he's your player character. Okay. All oh, little bouncing words. Okay, I like the bouncing words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so cute, man. This is entertaining. <laughs> that lion oh, so is so there's a screenshot out. of the dragon in the library. So I guess this is not sung in the library. Never mind. Okay, gotcha. It's like, yeah, it's like sung in what looks like just a hallway of a castle. And the lion is like trying to hide from the dragon. <laughs> Still want to know where and how this fits into the game. Like, I was hoping I would find that, and I, I, I can't. Well, I mean, um, from the summary, I, I think that as you go through this game and do, like, the little education-based puzzles, you're, like, navigating this castle trying to find Reader Rabbit. And so maybe this is just, like, when you when you encounter Sir Drayson at one point. Yeah, and there's he a full playthrough of this game on song. YouTube at an hour and 50 minutes. An hour and 50 minutes. I might just have to skim through that tomorrow when I'm not quite so tired. I've been skimming right now. I'm just trying to find that music video kick on. So he's already I've already seen him explore that library we saw in the video. I may have passed it because it literally is only 50 seconds. Um, <laughs> oh, there's the dragon, but I don't know what he's doing there. So I'm curious. Um, it looks like so you're running around collecting some crystals, solving some like basic math problems and things like that along the way. I mean, it's an interesting concept for a kid's game. Yeah. Kind of cool. I mean, it looks like it would it would have kept my attention, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I could have seen myself playing this if I was a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting pick, man. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that would uh, be a nice sort of juxtaposition from a lot of what we had in this episode, since dragons tend to be kind of big and menacing and scary. So, um, yeah. Nice little upbeat note for us to go out on before your closeout track. Yeah. And my, and my closeout track is a fun one because... I wasn't sure if this was actually even a dragon. I did have to check to see, and it is a dragon, because uh, <laughs> I've not actually played much from Star Fox 2. Um, yeah, neither have I. It is only available through the SNES Classic, which you and I both have an SNES Classic. Um, I did load it up and played maybe an hour or so of Star Fox 2, but I never went back to it. Um, I don't know why I didn't go back to it. I just never did. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of Star Fox and Star Fox 64, but um, I probably should go back to Star Fox 2 at some point because I'm sure I would like it. Um, this is an interesting one, though, because... We did only get it on the SNES Classic, right? Like this was a canceled game. Yeah, it's a, uh, it it I lost words. Yeah, it is it is really cool that this got to uh, got to be released, and once it came out, you could see kind of all the different little elements that were used for later Star Fox games. Because right. uh, when I when I played it and when I saw some of some of the footage, there is some uh, there's like an all range mode. Of course, it introduced Star Wolf. So reminiscent of Star Fox 2 or Star Fox uh, 64. Uh, there were some things that were later used in like Star Fox Command, I think it was, whichever was the one for the DS that were kind of similar. 
Um, and then I think even a couple of things made it into Star Fox Zero, which came out, of course, after I think I think after this did. But uh, really cool. And yeah, nice that you brought a track from it. I think this is going to be our first Star Fox 2 track on I the show. I think it will be. And I don't know if you picked up on it while listening through. Now, granted, Star Fox 2 was originally slated to release back in 1995. And the reason that it was kind of scrapped was because they didn't want to release it so close to the Nintendo 64 coming out. So Shigeru mm-hmm. Miyamoto just literally stopped development on Star Fox 2. Right. Um, the music in Star Fox 2 sounds like A Link to the Past. And specifically huh. this track. Like, you know, go to, now that I'm listening again. Go to, where's it at? 28 seconds or 25 seconds. Okay. And listen to that section there. Oh, you're right, dude. Does it not? Wow. Okay. Who was the composer on this? Uh, this was done by Kazoi Ishikawa and Yumiko Kanki. Okay. Yumiko Kanki. What do I know that name from? But like starting around that 25 second mark up to about the 50 second mark. It all sounds like Link to the Past to me. Uh, Yumiko Kanki is uh, F-Zero. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. And what was the other the other uh, composer? Kazoi Ishikawa. Okay. Okay. Huh. Yeah, uh, that one I'm not finding as much, um, as much about, but uh, yeah. But definitely hear that Link to the Past influence now that, now that I hear what you're talking about. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the, the name of the track is Battle Against Mirage Dragon. Um, the Mirage Dragon is a boss, the only boss that apparently can be defeated on all three difficulty levels and is the only hunter-type boss that you will face on the normal difficulty. Um, it's like a, a robot dragon, almost. Like, it's not an actual dragon. It's basically a, a robot, and it's kind of cool gotcha. Fires high-energy cool. beam cannons and stuff like that instead of breathing fire. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, which fits in with Star Fox, right? I mean, there's no, going to be no dragons flying around in space, and you're only going to have robot dragons. Absolutely. Um, this actually, it's interesting that you brought this track because I just recently, there's a channel on YouTube called Chris B. Crisps. So the the name Chris, C-H-R-I-S, and then the letter B, and that's all together one word, and then Crisps, you know, like chips in England. Yeah. Uh, Chris B. Crisps. Shout out to Sev. Did, uh, yep, shout out to Sev. Uh, did like an almost two-hour retrospective of the history of Star Fox. And it was really, really interesting. And he talked some about like what, what you were talking about, how you mentioned Miyamoto um, kind of came in and sort of cut the game down as it was uh, close to be close to being released yeah that reminded me of that so nice. i might have to go check that out i'd be interested to watch that probably but yeah this is a fun track um less than two minutes so a good closeout track and i think we had a really fun episode today i think we did too man this was a lot of fun and you know the uh the topic that we had kind of originally talked about for this um I am glad that you decided it was not going to work out too well because I was having some trouble too. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Like what we can, because we probably never will do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. What was it? I forgot Um, what it was. (laughs) 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 Oh man. We were going to do, um, we were going (sighs) to do evolving things. Yes, evolving themes. So 
The idea was inspired by I'm leaving tracks. all that in, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> that was great. Um, but things like Rosalita's Observatory is one of the big ones where when you first start out, it's it's a kind of a bare bones sort of melody. But then the deeper you get into the game, the more the music evolves. Uh, the same thing happens in the map screen on Yoshi's Island. The For each new world that you go to, the map music sort of adds another layer. And so it's a really cool idea. But first of all, it takes a lot of research to find that kind of stuff. And second of all, with the format of our episode, I just didn't see how it would really have fit very well. Yeah, we could have we could have played around with the, the format of the episode to, to make it work. Mm-hmm. But we just didn't have enough, like to go off of I mean there's probably enough out there to do 14 tracks there probably is yeah and I mean maybe but I uh, don't know them we would have maybe to definitely sometime 2024 we can yeah we would you, have you to, and I we would have to work with a bunch of people like hey you maybe know something I don't know <laughs> Yeah, we would either have to crowdsource or you and I would really have to collaborate like a lot on that one. And basically all the 14 tracks would be from both of us instead of kind of some from me, some from you. But yeah. So, I mean, if any of you out there have any ideas along those lines, let us know. You know, it is still on the table. Yeah, it's just it's it's an idea we would we really would like to do. I mean, that's why we had it on the calendar initially, but uh, just more work than I think either one of us mm-hmm. has time to do right now. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad that you selected Dragons because this was a lot of fun. It was a nice, quick thing. Didn't take a whole lot of research. No, not at and, all. And I knew we were going to have some great music because, I mean, come on, who, who doesn't love Dragons? Yeah, Dragons are really, really cool. I like Dragons. Me you too. I like Dragons too. <laughs> this was a fun one, though, and we got another good one coming up when you're back with me. We have another episode, obviously, that'll post in between this one and the one that you're on that I'm looking forward to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we had a little tease there in that last block of our of our now. Na- I'm not going to tell you what the tease was. It's up for you to figure it out. That's right. It's something in that last block there. We're going to be uh, focusing on for our episode that'll post maybe another tease right around Valentine's Day. I'm excited, dude. I am excited. <laughs> Me too. It should be a lot of fun. But all right, man, you got anything to plug? It's been a while since you've plugged. I, I don't. Um, the Dyad and I were going to release an episode this month, but then he and his kiddos got sick and, uh, you know, life is what it is. So we'll be coming back, though. We're, um, we're, we're releasing as we can and as we have the motivation to do so. But no, not really a lot to plug. Go check out uh, my, my kiddo, Shoot Kapow. Go check out her stuff on YouTube. She's still going strong. Lots of fun stuff. Other than that, though, uh, no, not really. All right. Well, I guess that'll uh, just about do it for us this week then on uh, BG Mania. Sad, but all things Sad, but true. So, yeah, well, that's late. Almost one thirty, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> and our episode time, look at that. We did it. We reeled it in. We did it. So I'm proud of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Honoring that, uh, honoring that I'm proud of us. New Year's resolution. Good job. Good job, us. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We did it. (laughs) But like I said, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. 
taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Battle Against Mirage Dragon from Star Fox 2. This released on September 29th, 2017 on that good old SNES classic. And, it w- it <clears throat> and again, it was composed by Kazoe Ishikawa and Yumiko. Can- Damn it, why am I struggling right now? <laughs> and again, it was composed by Kazuo. Damn it. You got to keep all this in too, man. It's like a blooper reel. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. Third time's a charm. And again, it was composed (laughs) by Kazoe Ishikawa and Yumiko Kanki. I did it. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. 